Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Soha. Israel prepares to enter Gaza. This is the topic which I be touching today, along with the news and relevance to this topic and the response of global community. Israel ordered 1.1 million people in Gaza to evacuate. Israeli forces threw leaflets from the air as well to let the Palestinian people know about the deadline of evacuation. Now, Palestinian people have started to flee as Israeli army has given them only 24 hours notice. This notice is given ahead of an expected ground invasion by the Israeli army to capture Hamas. Now in Gaza, to understand what the circumstances are, thousands of people are already displaced. Schools, hospitals, mosques and infrastructure is destroyed. UN shelters in southern Gaza are already full. So what choice Palestinian people have left with? Either to live under the most unfavorable circumstances and siege in Gaza or to flee. Not to forget that Gaza is an area which is densely populated. A massive fence covers the boundary of the whole area. The surveillance of this area is 24/7. Nothing go untacked. The phone calls and other media devices are tapped. So how come Hamas in such circumstances was able to conduct such a huge operation and still massive amount of weapons came in the borders of Israel? For now it seems that all the signals which are given by the Israeli forces clearly states that they will move ground forces inside Gaza. Though for such a step warnings are there of course by the political players in that uh, regional area but will actually these political players be able to take any step or would like to take any step how much they want to involve themselves it's still a question mark. However, the war of words is on. This all started on October 7th when Hamas fired thousands of rockets into Israel and then sent hundreds of fighters over the border. They overran a border crossing and broke down the security barrier that was surrounding Gaza with bulldozers. Some fighters were in vehicles. Some even flew over on motorized paragliders. Three days after Hamas launched its attack, there were still gun battles going on between Hamas fighters and Israeli forces. But later, Israel launched missiles on Palestinian resident buildings, mosques, hospitals, and even the order to cut off all electricity, food, water, and gas resources. And since October 7th, more than 1400 Israelis has been killed, with an estimated 150 others, including children, were captured by Hamas and taken into Gaza. Whereas more than 1900 Palestinians have been killed, including 600 children, more than 7600 are injured, and over 423000 people have been displaced as a result of the Israeli strikes. Tonight, the death toll has climbed to more than 1,600 people as the fighting continues between Israel and Hamas. At least 14 Americans are among those who died.
For now, there is a strategic standoff. Though Iran is making straight threats to Israel that if Israeli forces escalate and engage themselves in a ground invasion of Gaza, they will have no choice but to intervene too. Such statements are coming from the Hezbollah as well. Whereas Israeli forces are claiming that this time they won't spare Hamas. But as earlier, they have quoted Hamas as the devil they know. And it's easy to deal with the people you know already. So will Israel take a chance to eliminate Hamas totally and then other groups, about which the information is limited, will emerge? How many new fronts might be open in that case? So seeing all this, still Israel is kind of assessing the whole situation that how far and how deep the operation should be from their side. For a long-term operation, they will need a logistic support, more weapons, more money, a strong backing by, if not the whole world, than from the superpowers of the world. Every strategic measures at this point matters. And how about taking a pause and discussing the suffering of humanity over there in Gaza. The attack was launched by Hamas, so why the whole Palestinian nation is suffering in Gaza? Is it right to punish all? Or there is a deeper meaning to it? Some are calling it an ethnic cleanse, a genocide of the Palestinian people. Palestinian US ambassador asked for world to help them. A mixed response is coming from the world where some leaders are giving statements pro-Israel, some are giving statements pro both Israel and Palestine, and some are saying that they are standing with the Palestinian people and they acknowledge their suffering and their pain. Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman takes a stand on the Israeli-Palestinian war. MBS said Saudi Arabia stands by Palestinians in achieving their legitimate rights. He spoke to Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas. MBS told him that he's working on preventing an expansion of the conflict. Russia's foreign minister spokeswomen called both the parties to set up a negotiation process aimed at establishing a comprehensive, lasting a long-term peace contract. She also said the conflicts can be solved by force, but only by diplomatic means. China said the fundamental way out of the Palestinian-Israeli conflict lies in the implementation of the two-state solution and the establishment of an independent Palestinian state. US President Joe Biden said, We are going to continue to stand united, supporting the people of Israel who are suffering unspeakable losses and opposing the hatred and violence of terrorism. President Joe Biden agreed to provide more military aid to Israel. He also said, We are going to make sure that Israel has full critical assets to defend its cities and its citizens. Some news outlets are reporting that the Israeli army ordered 1.1 million Palestinian people to leave their homes. Then it killed many of them as they tried to follow that possible order given to them by the Israeli army. I'm reading a headline of Middle East Eye, which is saying that 
Israel up till now dropped equivalent to a quarter of a nuclear bomb. Israel has killed average of 12 Palestinians each hour. And Prime Minister Netanyahu said that this is just a beginning, a start. The humanitarian crisis which is emerging is huge, something which history or shall I say recent history hasn't witnessed before. Broken and lifeless bodies lying on the floors of Gaza's overran hospitals. Just imagine the mental health of those people who are suffering endlessly. No food, no water, no hope. The Palestinians are at the edge of starvation, even in the shelters in UN schools. What about the Palestinian students? Most of them are suspended from their universities and are being called supporters of terrorism. Is it fair? They just said, we found Emily. Uh, she's dead. And I went, yes! I went, yes! And smiled. Because that is the best news of the possibilities that I knew. If I talk about the Gaza's healthcare system, it's about to collapse. But the casualties, the civilian casualties, are not stopping. In a report by ABC News' Matt Gutman on Saturday, Israeli protesters in Tel Aviv demanded the government to take action to save Israeli hostages in Gaza. These hostages are in custody of Hamas. Active diplomacy is also conducted to bring temperatures down on both sides. But up till now, what media reports are? According to them, Israel's cabinet invokes Article 40 Alpha means officially declaring war for the first time since the Yom Kippur War in 1973. A mediation negotiation was led earlier by Egyptian authorities and U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. The aim was to calm the tension between Israel and Hamas and ask Hamas to let go the hostages they have. But it hasn't been fruitful. Hamas refused a ceasefire which was offered in exchange for wounded and captured Israeli officers. Now I just want to touch the statements, some of the statements given by the world leaders yesterday and day before about Gaza, about Israel and about Hamas. Jack Sullivan, US National Security Advisor, he said that, and I'm quoting, we can't rule out that Iran will intervene directly in the war in Israel in some way. Said further, we are worried about Iran, Hezbollah and other proxy forces. Hezbollah has also released a statement saying that in continuation of the response to the killing and wounding of journalists in the town of Alma al-Shab and civilians in the town of Sheba, the Mujahideen of the Islamic resistance, on Sunday, October 15, 2023, attacked the Hanata barracks. In another statement, Iran's Minister of Foreign Affairs issues an ultimatum to Israel, saying that there is an opportunity for Israel to make amends in the coming hours. If not, the resistance will enhance. 
and it will change the map of the region. The source of this statement is Al Jazeera Live. In another statement which was ran on the Iranian media, the Iran state broadcaster urges people to volunteer for war against Israel. So you can see how tense the whole situation is. Actually, the developments are deeply concerning and what the world needs is a peaceful resolution to the conflict in the region. To find the solution, all parties must stop the war immediately and they should come on the table of a diplomatic front to find a diplomatic solution to this crisis. But will it happen? Well, I don't know. Israel is striking Gaza and also parts of Lebanon and Syria. Although the Israeli defense minister is now saying, and I'm quoting him, we have no interest in wagging a war on our northern front. The protection of the innocent people of both sides, may it be Palestine or Israel, is a must. In my point of view, you don't need to be a Muslim to support Palestine. And you don't need to be a Jew to support the narrative that the civilian casualties in Israel must stop. Speaking about Russia, Russia asked the Security Council to vote on Monday on a draft resolution for an immediate humanitarian truce between Israel and Hamas. Sputnik Arabic reports so. Now there is another development, but it is coming from United States. The Pentagon has ordered the deployment of the USS DYD Eisenhower carrier strike group to the waters near Israel. This is the second U.S. carrier strike group to be deployed since the start of the israel Gaza war. So things are further escalating. Listen to this. Iranian Foreign Minister met the head of the political bureau of Hamas in Doha, Qatar. And the world is coming out on the streets to support Palestine, even if they're told not to. It is in the news too that 700 notable Hollywood figures sign an open letter in support of Israel. Recently, Scott Pelley in 60 Minutes asked a question from President Biden. He said, are the wars in Israel and Ukraine more than the United States can take on at the same time? And the question is valid. In answer to which, President Biden said that we are United States of America, the most powerful nation in the history of the world. He said, I'm quoting him, that we can take care of both of these and still can maintain our overall international and national defense. He says we have the capacity to do this and we have the obligation. He says if we don't, then who does? So I mean the message of President Biden is quite clear that if the war will escalate, America will come to rescue Israel. Now in that case, would other regional players will remain quiet? What about China? What about Russia? What about Arab countries? Muslim world? And what about Iran? So it's too soon to say anything for sure, but the war is definitely escalating. The line in between information and disinformation is getting quite unvisible. It seems so that we'll be seeing a lot of drums, propagandas and skits, deceptive narratives and real-time narratives. And all of this is so stressful. But seriously, heart goes out for Gaza. No one is pro-Hamas or anything, but what is the mistake of Palestinian people? Why they are suffering so much? And the people who are supporting their genocide should be ashamed of themselves. We're all humans, and our first belief should be 
peacefully coexisting. No bloodshed, no war, just peace. For everyone, every human should have equal rights. No child or nation should be subjected to the concept of inferior or superior. No way. Otherwise, what's the point of calling the world a global village? Why waste our time lecturing each other about humanity and peace and human rights when these are only empty words? So with this question and with a heavy heart, because of all what is going on around us and we are witnessing, watching and listening every bit of it on social media, through news channels and podcasts and whatnot, no one with a heart and empathy can live stress-free at heart until this conflict is resolved peacefully. So, until next time, take a lot of care of you and all around you. You are listening to the Living Archives podcast with me, Soha. Bye for now. Woo! <laughs>